What's up, guys? Welcome back to One Hour in Podcast number 12. This one's with my homie, Khan Migag. Listen, we kind of talked about the coronavirus, but not too much. Um, we focused more a little bit on, you know, coming together during times of crisis and, and kind of getting out of your head and, and onto your goals. And remembering we all have a choice and we can make that choice on what we focus on and how to proceed. So I'm very happy to be able to offer this audio version for you guys. I know it's way more convenient when you're driving or you're at the gym or whatever. Just be sure to check out the One Hour In podcast on YouTube because you're not going to want to miss the end scenes. I promise you they are worth it. So, all right. I think we're ready. One Hour In podcast number 12 with Khan Migag. Here we go. Khaled Khan. We're going to do a fucking virtual fist pump. Bro. Uh, fist pump. <laughs> That's going on. <laughs> Yo, we're living through crazy times, right? We were just talking. I mean, this is I was, now. I was thinking, is this the first time ever that this has happened? Like quarantine of this magnitude? This is the first time. Like, I, I don't so, remember any other times where we were told to stay home and all that. Certainly within our lifetimes, as far as. You know, as as far back as we've been alive, I think there's never been anything like this. That is so. I think it's unprecedented because of how global it is. It's right. it's, it's almost world, a worldwide right? shutdown. Right. Hmm. So it's crazy, right? It's, it's. I think we're we're between joking about it and taking it like freaking out a little bit about it. <laughs> we're in between that space where we're like, is this really happening? But because we've grown so cynical yeah. that it's not phasing some of us. And some of us are have been living for this moment. <laughs> you know, the conspiracy theories. Oh, my God. Some of us, <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? Like, it's, um, I just put a, a post on uh, Facebook. I don't know if you saw it, but I said, oh, I've read four to five novels so far. So what? They're in the form of uh, WhatsApp messages. Yeah, no, that's it, right? 2020 is going to be the year of the group chats. Like, that's what's going on right now, essentially, is there's a lot of activity on the group chats. Uh, um, deleting stuff, man. Like, I'm getting it from, like, wow. Everybody's is pouring in. It's pouring in. I wake up, I have 300 <laughs> WhatsApp messages waiting for me. I don't read them. I hear you, man. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. And then, but this is a time where I can't help but to indulge in, in all the little notifications because what the fuck else are you going to do than to use your technology to communicate with the external world? Now, imagine if there was no technology. Like, imagine what this would be like if there was no this if there was no like, yeah. i can speak to you on this like yeah we the only thing that's missing really is the the the, the, the physical presence of each other but everything yeah. else all the other senses are here yeah like that's one so, thing we got to be grateful for and then yet at the same time i think it's one thing that we focused on for for so long and we kind of right. forgot to take care of, you know, what it's like to be human, to be, to be animals, to require exercise and mental stimulation and, and development. And, you know, we've, we've gotten all sorts of wrong priorities about microaggressions and being triggered. And next thing you know, it's like, boom, worldwide pandemic's going to kill a lot of us. <laughs> shit, shit just got real. Yeah, like now what? Like, are we still microaggressed or are we all uniting together for once? Because it's uh, it's like time to stop we're being divided. We're, 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 we're macro-aggressed. 
Yeah, we're fucking, we're being macro aggressive. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. And, and you know, it's, it's funny you were, how you were saying it because it really depends where your purse, like where you were at when this hit. You know, for some people, right. the news started to hit and it, they felt fine. They didn't get it and their family was fine. And they're looking around like, what? Like, what are they, compl- what, like, what are they worried about? You know, and it's, it just, it didn't seem real at first. And then, you know, depending on if you got sick when all the news headlines were coming out and all the lockdowns and all that stuff, uh, then it was a whole different reality because not only were you feeling the effects that we're all hearing about, um, but you're also seeing it, you know, in, in the headlines and, and you feel it, you, you, there's all the fear that the news puts out. And then next thing you know, it's like, again, it's right. just, it's a different state of mind to be living through it. Um, yeah. and I, and I see it now because I feel I've been on both sides and now, now I've emerged now I'm healthy, but I get it. Yeah. Like I get what, what it's like, man. Well, it's weird. You didn't catch the virus just so we're clear. You well, unconfirmed. Unconfirmed, right? Because like how many of us would actually qualify for testing? You know, they have limited resources. And um, I mean, you know, there was a a whole bunch of us that all had the same symptoms and the onset was, you know, within one day of one another after all hanging out, you know? So it's like, it's quite likely, but there's no value besides, you know, like resolving our selfish requirement to know to actually go and get tested when we can deal with it as the common flu and you just wait it out and you let your immune system do its thing and next thing you know you're healthy and here we are yeah yeah which is which is exactly i think what they encourage as well i think they say even if you do get it um um, you're a young guy you're healthy no you know no other issues with your health Mm -hmm. yeah stay home it's gonna pass like the flu (laughs) instead of freaking out and going all over the place like, remember, like, uh, in those chats that we were in together, people are freaking out. People are saying, well, Ma, so-and-so got it. So-and-so got it. Well, it's not Ebola. I mean, it is something that, you know what I mean, for the most part, I'm not, I don't want to downplay it either, but it's not for the most part. People in our age group and physical health are not the ones really suffering from this. Not even kids. That's it. Right? It's really elderly people and people with uh, uh, conditions no. uh, that were there before before this even hit. So we got to kind of calm it down a little bit. I, I think people are attracted to the, um, to the urgency of it. If, if that's even, of I, I don't know, if you know what I mean. Of but there, course. The drama. Of course. Of it. Yeah, people are attracted to the drama of it. It's like watching a slow motion car accident. You want to see it. Exactly. You yeah, don't exactly. want to see and people suffer and die, hopefully, but you want to see yeah. it. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's also, I think, a time to get to know people and what makes them sick, you know, like what makes them, where, where they're vibrating from. Because um, just as, uh, I, I posted um, on Facebook uh, a picture of, uh, uh, you know who Alex Jones is, right? Oh my God, of course. What's he saying now? <laughs> okay, okay. Oh God. So he's got this whole line of products that he sells, right? Like uh, medication called Brain Force and this and that and the other, right? So a friend of mine had that, and um, she took a picture of it for me, and uh, I posted it online. I and I, you know, tongue in cheek type of way, I said. So basically, I posted a picture of uh, these brand medications and stuff like that, and it said, um, and I wrote, "Finally, my supplies came in. I'm ready for the apocalypse." Is what I said, right? Right. Then friends of mine on Facebook actually put, 
pictures of their own medications, but the difference is they're for real about it. They're actually, they're like, yo, good for you, bro. You got your shit. I got my shit. Check it out. And I'm like, yeah, I was sort of joking, but. <laughs> yeah. Not- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? So you're getting to know people and uh, how they, uh, how they're actually uh, getting into this. That's it. A lot of people it. waiting for this. A lot of people are waiting for this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's funny. Man. Funny times, buddy. Funny but times. Yeah, I, I, I think this is what we're gonna tell. Um, first of all, like twenty twenty has been a hell of a year, and it's just the third month. That's and we it. We had the crazy fires in Australia. We had, and this is above and beyond the usual crap that's already happening around the world. From you know, with which I concern myself less and less as I grow older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm becoming more like you. Remember, we used to have these conversations, and you're like, "Dude, I don't care. This doesn't affect my life." And I was like, "You're so selfish. You're so selfish." But but you you are right. I mean, I can't I can't be following everything all the time. Uh, we had the fires. What else did we have? We almost had a World War Three on our hands. Yeah. Well, we had lots of fires. It wasn't even. It was Cali. It was Australia. It was Calgary. Um, you know, well, the, the flooding, all the hurricanes, all the, the devastation. Flooding, it's yeah, the flooding crazy in Somalia was crazy, and then now it's oh, you know what, you guys just stay home. <laughs> yeah, the thing, I mean, the thing is, is, is are we so certain that staying home is the answer? Because even right now in Ottawa, we're seeing so we're we're talking on March twenty fifth, uh, twenty twenty. And we're seeing there's there's likely as much community transmission of this virus as there is from uh, travel abroad, which means it's spreading within the community. And so even though people have been staying home, uh, right, because the, these measures have been implemented for quite a few days now, um, you know, and all of a sudden we're talking about almost 4,000 ca- cases estimated in Ottawa. So it's like, I don't know. I think that's what up to up to is what they're estimating oh, okay. that we have right now, and I guess they're modeling this based on you know the infection rate and based on elsewhere in the world. But right, right, right. it's I think also one of the things is we just need to actually kind of get it and let it pass through our immune system, and then we good. Well, most of us. Well, we good. Yeah, like yeah, we good, most of us. Yeah, good, good majority of us. But in a similar yeah, way. We're, 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 we lose a few in the way, on the way. You know? No, absolutely. And we, we lose people to the flu every year. But those of us yeah. that survive the flu every year, we build a sort of immunity to it because now it's gone through our immune system. And now we're, you know, maybe perhaps immune to that type of strain and not so much to others as these things mutate, right? So, true. true. So, I, I, all in all, though, when you take a step back and you look at this, and, um, <clears throat> It's kind of like the. It's almost as though we're being told something, and I don't want to get cerebral too too quickly here. But it's almost as though we're being told, "Hey, man, enjoy your family, your home, you, you know, your kids. Um, you know, you, relax. You don't get. You don't have to go out. You don't. You don't have to be running all the time. And guess what? Life goes on. Life goes on. Half of the freaking business is shut down, and life goes on. Now, I'm not saying that it's a good thing because there are people that are going to have financial issues. Right, and that's that's the real um, uh, fallout of this yeah. whole thing. Um, hopefully, you know, I think the government will step in and 
uh, give the, 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 you know, take some measures to help these people out. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends have small businesses in, you know, as you know, but it's, it, you know, hopefully they're going to get the help they need. Um, but for the most part, a lot of them can do the work they do from home. Well, that's it. The mom and pop shops, man, they're the ones that are hurting the most through this. Like <laughs> if you got a unionized job right now, pfft, you're laughing, um, you yeah. know? Uh, but if if you got a position that you can easily be laid off or terminated, you're not laughing at all. Shit just got real. Um, and I think we've seen our government step it up. Well, we've seen governments across the entire world step it up. But it, it, it's almost like is money in the, Western, in, in, in the Western world. Yeah, yeah, in the Western world yeah that's the it. Part, right? But it just kind of shows you how money is this funny thing. Right, because we use yep. it as our currency for transacting, for exchanging items, for value, and um, and all of a sudden now money's just being printed because we need more of it. Well, like, does does that even make sense, really? <laughs> no. Right. No, because money, money used to be used to mean that it was supported by the gold standard, right? And and you know. The friend of mine is saying that, well, the Bitcoin is going to take on and um, this is the whole thing is about, you know, uh, everybody moving to the Bitcoin. And I don't know if you've seen this, but I went to um, the coffee shop, the second cup, uh, not too long ago, and they're not accepting cash, right? Which is weird. Like, they're not accepting cash. Which is, so I feel like the transition from going, I remember in my lifetime, looking for places, I mean, not looking for them, but like the places that accepted cars were few and far in between. To the point where people don't accept cash anymore, and it's all cards. Right? That's the new so, standard. Yes, it's a, it's a whole new um, what do you call it? Uh, it's it's a huge road to travel because I remember when there was you know like uh, people going to the cash machine and taking some cash out just to you know what I mean. And now you want to keep it in there, right? Yeah, you want to you want to go there the the less as possible, like right. Like, I'm not often vigilant, but I think the only time that I'm like, I should watch my back right now is when I actually go to an ATM to take out money. And it's not that there's like an actual threat, but you're just like, you know, when people get robbed, this is pretty much the only time. Like this and when they're at home. Well, if I was a robber, that would be the best time to rob someone. Right? 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 You just got some money. You know what I mean? They know what's up. They know yeah. what's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's really crazy. But you know what's happening, though, that I'm seeing uh, all around the community here is that people are stepping up and people are helping out the elderly. People are doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, shopping for, uh, for, you know, older people and like helping out their communities. And um, even uh, my kids go to jujitsu, right? As you know, and they do jujitsu. Uh, jujitsu is actually, they're putting the courses online now and, Wow. To keep keeping it moving. Keeping it moving. A lot of my DJ friends are doing like sets online now and just just to get people saying, Hey, we can still carry on living. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is just a temporary thing, hopefully. But the cabin fever I think is gonna hit next week. <laughs> At some point something's gonna have to give, I think. Yeah. Well, especially for us Canadians that get cooped up all winter. Now, mind you, we had a very mild winter compared to normal, and and that's a good thing. Oh yeah, but not complaining about this winter. But like all this sunshine, and you know, like you're looking ten day forecast, and it's all like five to eight to ten degrees type of thing, and it's like, I really hope that 
you know, the measures we're taking are sufficient that they don't end up telling people you can't even leave your house to go out for a drive or to, to you know, yeah. like right now they're still encouraging us to go outside and exercise. Um, yeah. I hope that doesn't change, you know, and, and unfortunately it would be like a few, a few, a very small minority of the idiots that would cause a situation like that to have to take greater measures and then lock us all down to the point that we don't but, even leave our Yeah, but, our but, but what I don't understand is is this, right? Um, I'm, I think everybody that goes to Costco has the freaking COVID-19. <laughs> like, it's like, don't do this, but you're going to, you know, you can go to shopping and people are on aisles together. So it, it, it's almost as though like... 100%. Almost, yeah, it's counterproductive, it's counterproductive to a certain extent, I see. What they're doing is they're managing at the macro level. You know, they're managing, they're managing the entire population. So like, you're totally right. Uh, you know, if you leave your home and you go to a grocery store because you need to buy essentials such as food, you're exposing yourself. But the message they're trying to get everyone to understand is to limit that, you know, maybe have one person in your household go out and do that so that the exposure is right. limited to that one person. Maybe that one person can strategize and go in there with a plan. I'm going to hit this aisle. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. You be as efficient as possible. You take your distancing measures and you get the fuck out and hopefully you're good for two weeks. So that I think that's the message they're trying to... But, but everyone's interpreting it all sorts of weird, right? But you know the major thing that I think we're sort of kind of learning from this mm. is how people cope with change. Right, bingo. It's 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 how people will react to change because if there's one thing that's certain, and I mean, I'm 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 learning I'm learning this as I go as well. I mean, everybody, I think uh, everybody is comfortable with the norm, right? Having a routine and things like that. But when that gets bumped a little bit, right? How how do you react? How do you act? What do you do? Right? It's it's it, that's what it comes down to. It's honestly that's what it comes down to. And so you're seeing people that really, really get stressed out about having to change. And there's people that rise to the occasion. There's people that do a bit of both, <laughs> right? And you see that happening throughout. And I think there's one major thing that I've kind of like observed in this is change and how people, you know, I don't want to sound like Tupac song, but it is changes. And it's how people roll with those punches. Right? Yeah. Because one thing that's certain is is change. Like everything is going to change. You you posted that thing. I really like that. You said at the end of the day, we're just on a little blue ball flying through the universe. And you said the speed we're going to, we're going. Um, we'd say two thousand, well, three thousand. Yeah, I actually had to look that up because I'm like, okay, how fast are yeah, we going? We're, we're, but then I realized how fast you're going depends on the vantage point that's evaluating the speed. So I'm like, I'm gonna go with twenty thousand. <laughs> Let's say 20,000. Let's round it off to 20,000, okay? So 20,000 kilometers an hour. That's how fast we're flying through the universe, right? The only reason we don't feel that is because of gravity and because of the atmosphere that protects us and shields us from it all. Thank God we're not feeling that. That's crazy. (laughs) Like, I don't want to feel that. But what I'm saying is, it's changing. It's going through changes. Um, We have four seasons, right? Yeah. Changes. We have day and night changes, yeah. hour to hour. Things change. Everything is constantly changing. The skin you have on right now is not the same skin you had on a year ago. That's it, buddy. Right? Everything changes, except for some reason, 
I, I don't know what it is. I think maybe survival, whatever it is. We want to stay the same. We want to stagnate in our thinking, in our thinking patterns and in our habits. Yeah. But that's a tough thing to change. That's a tough thing to change. We get stuck sometimes, right? We get stuck into a comfort zone and we're like, I can cruise control this. You know, you're young, you learn who you are, you learn what you like, you kind of follow that ideally if life permits you, and then you kind of find your pattern. But you're also absolutely right about about that change is inevitable and life is a perpetual state of chaos and order that always just tries to counterbalance one another. And one of the great ways that this can this can actually make people better is this is a time to kick in all those coping resources that we've been building over, I would say, what, the last year? A whole bunch of us. Yep. We kind of got more into health. We kind of got more into fitness. You know, you, you've been hitting the gym all winter. I've been hitting the bicycle outside all winter, like riding through snow and ice and, and Gatineau Park and Canada Lakes. And like, you know, like this is the time to like do the meditation and 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 read a book and and develop your mind and your body and and spiritual too if you're into that and and that's how you can progress like it's a great time for self development <laughs> you, you know um you know uh you know you know any movie you know when whenever you're watching that movie right let's let's say the the stereotypical uh dude is in a rut movie and you know yeah, there's cans of beer and pizza boxes all over the place and sounds appealing right now actually <laughs> <laughs> bye here <you. laughs> so, uh, i'll try to paint a picture right you see that guy right you see that guy he's just on the ground he's just down and out right yeah and then something happens and he just basically says screw perfect example is limitless have you seen that movie limitless oh buddy i just saw it recently i love that movie okay so do you see what after he takes the pill yeah. How he's like, I can't live in this. He he lives like a pig, right? So he starts cleaning up everything, starts taking better care of his body, starts dressing better, starts being that guy that he aspiring to be, right? Bingo, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we should all treat our lives like that. Like, what? Let's see. So I'm saying let, we should just approach approach our lives should be just like that. Okay, um, I'm down and out. Uh, pizza boxes all over the place in beer cans. Um, I'm gonna take myself. Uh, I'm gonna take control of you know of myself, and um, I'm gonna get up, and go do some exercise, clean up, and uh, dress up, and start taking pride in actually living. That's how everybody. Should, everybody's the hero of their own goddamn movie, right? So everybody should have that approach to to, to their life, and that's how they should be kind of going and i think it's a fun way to look at it too if you kind of like say all right let me shake off this funk let me get this you know let me get my finances in order let me get my health in order let me get my where is it that i'm trying to accomplish yeah okay how do i get there and the thing is in today's age bro like we have all of the tools all of the tools are at our disposal you got there it, are the ones that want yeah there are the ones that want to do it and the ones that don't want to do it and the ones that that think they still need um more of a teacher teaching them yeah a hundred percent i mean uh, yeah like how many things have have we self-thought over the years just things we're interested in right like how many books and podcasts <laughs> like have this, you listened to right that yeah. that you're interested in over the past mm -hmm. five to ten years let's say right 
like it it and once you it's funny you say the movie limitless because you know once you experience feeling supercharged like once you experience to almost full-time commit to training your body mind and soul like not not to sound cliche but you feel supercharged you feel you feel like the guy that just popped a, a dmz pill or whatever it's called in in um, in yeah. limitless because yeah. Yeah. everything functions better your and body functions we're, we're, better yeah. your mind yeah. functions NZT. better mm-hmm. sorry go ahead it's an nzt, a, NZT and yeah. i know this because i i, I googled it and I was, i was actually looking for it <laughs> so imagine that pill right that pill actually exists it's just inside of you right And it's just something that you're going to have to kind of work with and say, okay, well, but the, the most thing, seriously though, like the older I've been getting, the more I've been less patient with bullshit. Yeah, bro. hundred percent. And most of the bullshit in my life comes from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> most of the bullshit that I have in my own existence is from me. And I think that's the same for most people. Unless exactly. You know, the people that blame You know, unless you're one of those people that blames everyone else but yourself, most of the BS comes from you. Yeah, because so, it's how much importance you attribute to it. Exactly. So I've been less patient with it, and I've been like, you know what? It's mu- it's not now when, essentially, is what I'm. Uh, and right now, I have to put myself in a position where I'm. Uh, I have my kids looking up to me, and I have two boys that will be soon men so i always say i'm not i don't say i'm raising boys i say i'm raising men right because i don't want them to be going through life being boys yeah right? yeah no boys like to boys men to have- <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but but essentially because that's happening that's also giving me a push and i know you don't have kids but kids yeah. will call you on your bs they are experts at calling you at your bs on your bs Especially if you train them to. Exactly. Exactly. The truth is the only, you know, real uh, deity, honestly. Right? That truth that you say to yourself, that truth that you tell others, that truth that, you know, that truth is actually the real deity. And that we, we should be kind of going after is that truth. Yeah. Hey, man, you got, you got a health problem? There's two things that can happen. Either you can help it or you can't. You can't help it. How do you minimize the pain and how do you maximize uh, your life expectancy? You can you can do something about it, then do something about it. Stop belly aching. And honestly, you know this, you know, uh, out of all my friends, I think uh, we've spoken about this the most, is that there are human beings that are like that, that will blame everything on everything else except themselves. 100%. And that in itself is... Um, uh, It's a disability. I find it's a disability because it disables you from actually doing something from it. You, you've given away your power to do anything about your circumstance. Absolutely. Right? You get all stuck in your yeah. head and, and, and like, you know, I think we've all done it at some point. I've done it a, a few, you know, times in my life when, when uh, perhaps I had challenging circumstances or whatever, but you start ruminating and then you start accusing and you start blaming and you start hating and you start, you know, and then, And then unless you realize that you hold the power within to stop yourself from thinking that way, from doing things that are going to contribute to your mind being more clear-headed, such as working out, right, um, to, uh, to stop thinking, thinking those kinds of thoughts. And you're right, the power is all within us. 
but not yeah. everyone realizes that. So, so now in this situation that we're in, right? <clears throat> I it gives you the time. It gives you the time because I'm currently uh, I'm working from home and so got a lot more time. Um, the kids are off school, so we're just basically doing our thing, right? And uh, yes, I'll you know I'll be locked in my office and working, but I, I'm able to come out and you know see the kids and you know just have a bite to eat with them and all that. Now the thing is, however. What is it that's going to change after, like, if this, when this lifts, right? Well, let's say we're, okay, back to quote-unquote normal circumstances. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, like, human beings are, for the most part, they're, uh, they're easy to control, right? So I was thinking, when we come out of this, will people still give each other hugs? Will people still shake hands? <laughs> will because this is something that's staying with us, right? That's something that actually... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Re-engineering our psyche to a certain extent, right? It's kind of like, okay, well, now, just even as a joke, when I see someone or whatever at the grocery store or whatever, we do the, you know, the, the elbow bump or, or a foot. Yeah, bump, yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Joking. That lasted for like two days. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. like, don't even come near each other. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but what's going to happen? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of, of humanity. <laughs> I, I love observing us, man, because yeah. we're a very peculiar um, species. We're amazing. We're amazing. We're all, honestly, we're a very amazing uh, species. And I love observing us, right? So I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. When we're all, when this is all said and done, whatever that looks like, are people going to be, I saw people, bro, I saw people taking walks in my neighborhood. I saw people avoid each other, literally avoid each other on the, on the sidewalk, like completely very very obviously going around each other right yeah and i'm like wow um we're really being given the dose and uh you know how we were being um not anti-social but like communities have become more into the computer and like we we communicate through text and all of that and there's not a lot of gatherings that are happening people now are fiending they're like fiending for gatherings they want to be together because we are a social creature we're social creatures, right? So uh, I've had more phone calls than I ever had before. Because people are like, okay, I just want to hear your voice live. I don't want to That's it. anymore. Right? So people are going to start talking more. There's going to be more of what we're doing here. There's going to be more. People are going to be feeling that more and more. But at the same time, they're going to be thinking of what they've just been through. So they're not going to be shaking hands. They might not be hugging. People are not going to be coming out of their houses hugging. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Anyways, I, I'm just an observer, man. I, I just really like seeing what, what happens and what the next thing is. Sometimes it's easy to predict. Other times it's just funny to see. Maybe it so was we'll by design. Maybe it was by design. Maybe it was by Don't okay. Go down that road, Alex. Don't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking okay, rabbit hole. No, I don't. E I don't look into this stuff. I just like entertain it for my own pleasure. Oh, okay. But but maybe. Yeah, me, me too. Or maybe we can look at it like it's by design. Let's say it's not by design. It's just a virus. Virus wants to survive. Found a clever way to do it. Good for you, super virus of the 2020. But, <laughs> right? Um, just raise the roof, bro. You raise the roof. <laughs> yeah, like this is a hell of a virus. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is. But where was I going with that? What do you think is going to happen, though? Like, Because this is we're talking about this right now. But 
what we're creating. And you know what I imagined the other day? I imagined what if this, that, you know, we've all seen that despotic um, uh, mm. dystopian movies where one virus like cleans up the air. Like I Am Legend, for example, mm-hmm. right? Or any other of those kinds. 28 of Days Later, yeah. Contagion, yeah. which is essentially what we're living through. Like Contagion is a lot closer to our reality today. How this kinds of vi- these kinds of videos that we're doing right now is going to be the kinds of videos that are, you know, later on, they're going to be like, this is what people were talking about towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> towards the end. It's kind this of cool. This is what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, you document it this way though, right? This way it's eternalized, it. right? Like this. That's it, that's it. Um, but bro, it's, it's, it's a weird time, man. It's a weird time. It's, uh, yeah. Just thinking about it, I'm, bet- uh, I'm between calming people down and kind of telling people, well, it is a little bit more serious than that. The, the, here's the way I see it, right? I think all of this, the, all these precautions that we're taking is to help out um, the healthcare system. Absolutely. By the way, big shout out to big shout out to all the doctors, nurses, frontline people that are overly worked, overly worked, and 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 and, and a big thank you to them as well. I agree Honestly, entirely. I, I agree entirely. Yeah, all my doctor friends, all my nurses friends, all my paramedic friends, and all of those people that are doing that work. Kudos yeah. to you, and I think we're all very thankful and grateful that you're out there. That being said, I think to flatten the curve is to help the, uh, to help the healthcare system cope with this, not really because of any um, real, real danger to our health. At least that's how I'm looking at it. That's how I'm taking it uh, in my age group, in my, you know, uh, if I was uh, 76 years old with, uh, uh, you know, a bad kidney, I would probably see it differently, right? But Exactly. The younger you are, the the likely the the younger and healthier you are, the higher your odds of beating it. There you go. So I'm I'm, I'm looking at it as flattening the curve to help out the healthcare system and just to you know help them cope with all of the the surge of uh, of people coming to them. So that's yeah. how I'm looking at it. But I I don't know if, if this is happening at springtime here in Canada, and you know how we love our spring and how when things yeah. are getting uh, better and blossoming, we'd like to be outside. This is when we look forward to patios and shit. <laughs> that's not happening. I don't well, know. that's it, right? Yeah, even patios we can almost forget about for for the foreseeable so? future. But you know, like I just hope they still let us, you know, go jogging and cycling around the canal and stuff, man. Because that's my that's my jam. Like I don't mind well, doing that. that. Yeah, but when you do those things, though, you're messed up, and you're you you have. A lot of gear, and you're when you're when you're going biking, you're not expecting anyone, and you're not contracting anything. That's it, and the speed at which you're moving, like, is is way more efficient than walking beside each other from two meters apart, anyway, right? And plus, I got a right. trail behind my house that is completely off road and goes on for hundreds of kilometers, and I don't I don't have to come in contact with anyone to go cycling for hours and put on a book, put on a lecture from class, put on a podcast. Like that's why I really hope they don't tell us you can't even leave your home. That's it. Well, like I said, bro, the the, the big lesson that I'm taking from all of this is uh, changes, 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 and how we're coping with that change, and how there's going to be even more change coming at us because change seems to be exponential in in as of late. Life, as of late, as at least in my eyes, seems to be going a lot faster. Things seem to be happening at a higher rate. 
people are reacting to the intensity is a little bit up. I don't know if you're feeling like throughout the world, maybe it's because we just know a lot now, we're just exposed to a lot of knowledge, but it seems like it's going a little bit fast and it's exponential. It's very intense and, and there's a lot of news stories yep. and, and there's a lot of hyper uh, hyper reactivity to news stories and, and right now it's the most sensational thing that's ever happened in our lifetimes and so of course we're going to be tempted to feed into that and, and I, I did that a little bit recently and then I realized like, oh my God, this is driving me insane. It's all I'm looking at, it's all I'm listening to all day long and after a couple of days of that, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Like, I know I can choose not to focus on this, so I'm going to make that choice now. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, some people died here. Some people got quarantined here. Uh, what am I going to do about it? I'm just going to live my life. I still got to so, sit my ass home, so I'm still doing the same thing every day. <laughs> it's a little bit of oversaturation. And you know what? Sometimes people jog, like, they're a lot more stressed out in their mind than they need to be by being exposed to all of this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just by exposing you. Sometimes, honestly, some of our friends, when they send something on on, on our uh, chat rooms and whatever, sometimes I make a, an actual choice not to open that video. I make a choice. I'm like, I don't need that shit in my life. I don't need to see that. Yeah, I don't a couple of those dude. are too brutal. Yeah, I don't need to see a dude's head getting chopped off or a dude, you know, I don't need to see that. Like, I know yeah. it can happen. Yeah. I know it's out there, but I just don't need to see it. Yeah. Right? I watch... Uh, I watch uh, I watch uh, Vikings instead, right? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's, it's it's not something you have to make that choice. Yeah, you gotta make that choice. And you know what I was thinking the other day? I was thinking maybe this is all because we are. And you know my song and dance. We are a part of the universe. We're not apart from it, right? We Absolutely. are uh, an integral part of the universe. So maybe this is just Earth recalibrating. Maybe it's just Earth pausing things because the emissions have gone down the, the hu human activity has gone down world across the world right and what is that doing that's actually giving earth some time to kind of come back to uh, or at least some breathing room i don't know if it's going to undo all, all the things that we've done but uh, and also i don't know if our impact is that big to begin with i'm, I'm really undecided to be very fair but human activity has not, has 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 done anything but cease, right? It is really kind of calmed down, and that is something that is. When you say by design, I feel it is by design, but not by the forces that be, but rather Earth and the universe. Oh, I I yeah, I agree, and and I agree entirely with you. When I was saying by design, I kind of mean you know maybe this is the joke on us for not being. Uh, as connected in person with our family, with our with our fl uh, friends, right? Uh, and kind yeah. of forgetting that and getting all digitally connected and stuff. And so this is a very biological design. is a is a virus that's just normally living out the course of its life cycle and 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 do multi <laughs> multiplying itself as it can and spread where it can. But that's an opportunity for us to realize, like, hey, let's reconnect uh, with the basics. 
you know, with our people, within our own households. They're the people that are the closest to in our lives. And then let's reach out by video chats with, with our friends. And and um, I don't know. That's kind of what I mean. Like maybe maybe I'm just seeing it that way, but I'd rather see it in a positive and constructive way where we can grow and learn from this than to just let it be detrimental and lots of fear-mongering and all that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> we got to give um, credit. To, the, to nature, right? Um, when you look at, uh, you know, Mother Earth has been around a hell of a lot longer than we have been on it, right? So it knows how to shake things off. Like, it could, if it wanted to, it could shake us off. We're a bit like a virus ourselves to, 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 to Earth, right? We come place and we just got to take all the resources. and we, That's what a virus does to a certain extent, right? We are food so for it. Are, we are its yeah. food. It actually eats yeah. us. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that we're a virus on Earth oh, ourselves. Absolutely. Right? We're the worst one. We're the worst one. <laughs> we're yeah, I think they've seen like pollution pollution clear up in, uh, what city was it? Uh, there was a city. The pollutions literally started to clear up because there's just like less traffic and less less uh, carbon footprint at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so imagine that. So absolutely, I think the Earth is just kind of doing its thing, and maybe like it's trying to clear us, clear us out of, because f- for the pests that we are. <laughs> so what we're saying is like, Earth is able to shake us off if it needs to. Earth is. We we have these drugs, we have these um, plants, we have these all these things on Earth. It's part of a system. It's part of this whole cool system that actually can either kill us, can help us thrive. So, I mean, as you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the most uh, religious person. I'm, I'm more, uh, I'm more in tune uh, with, with nature and how how nature actually is able to give us everything that we need, right? And that it's really up to us. It can either kill us or it can help us thrive. Yeah. Right. It can do both. It's just, I just realized that nature just is. There's no emotionality behind it. There's no intention or anything like that. It just is. What you make of it, right, is what it is, what it's going to be. It's Absolutely. What you make it. Absolutely. It just is. The universe is beautiful when we're looking at it from here, right? When we're looking through a telescope, it's beautiful. You have, like, even when you're looking at the northern lights, it's beautiful. When you see birds flying in formation, it's yeah. beautiful. But if I take you into the universe with nothing on, like you're gonna freeze to death and you're gonna die real quick. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not favorable for you. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. A beautiful thing. It just is. It is. It's not trying to kill you. It just is. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's actually a beautiful thing that can be embraced, right? I think actually uh, being being connected to um, nature and to our our part within nature is one of the key elements that that can help someone have a more uh, broadened perspective of what life is about. You know, beyond the commute, beyond what you do at work, beyond uh, you know, you, wives, husbands, kids, all that stuff, right? Um, well, there's more. And if you, you know, kind of forget to smell the roses for too long, you, you lose that connection. And, and I think that can help people feel better about our place within it all. We waste a lot of time before we feel the urgency. Feeling the urgency of life, honestly, I think it's what life is about. I mean, 
getting to the point where you're like, no, 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 I'm going to say what I have to say. I'm going to say my message and I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And you know what? All these people are pretending to have it figured out, but nobody really knows. So if you want the meaning to your life, you give it to it. You don't wait for someone to tell you what it is. You know what I mean? Because nobody knows. Nobody got them. Like nobody knows. Absolutely. So you give, you give the, the meaning to it yourself. So I think that urgency, if it was injected in me, and I think we all think like that, if it was injected in me maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that, I would, I, I think like that, but like, I'm, I'm glad that it's being injected to me now rather than in 10 years, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that say, okay, well, this is how things are set up. I'm just going to play the game by what's already been the beaten path. I'm just going to go on this beaten path and I'm just going to live this thing on this beaten path. A lot of those people, I believe, uh, once you get to a certain age, you're going to be like, what the hell, who the fuck was I doing this for? <laughs> who was, like, nobody cares. Do what you're going to do. Obviously, within reason, you got to respect others and all that good stuff. And yeah, don't hurt nobody, right? <laughs> but essentially, do you. Yeah. Like, nobody needs a, um, a duplicate of, you know, uh, Joe Blow there. You need you, your authentic self. And I think that's the thing that for the longest time, to keep a society intact, you need to have. You, you, so what I was saying is the urgency, right? The sense of urgency that we have. I feel like we should have, that is what life is all about. Nobody needs another Joe Blow, right? A duplicate, or a duplication of things. We need the authentic self of people. Like we need people's authentic self. Because I think everybody has a, a window to the truth. Nobody has the whole truth. And so if we combine all these windows, we might get something <laughs> close to the truth. But it's easier, though, for people to act as if they have the whole truth. I think that's what it is. It's easier to act as if you have the whole truth and then impose it on others mm -hmm. and so on. But if we accept the fact that, hey, we all have something to contribute. But the, only, the people that have something to contribute are the people that understand they have something to contribute. Like, this is the the differentiation that we have to make. Not everybody's going to have something to contribute because there's a lot of people that, talk, that, that, that don't know themselves already. So you have to first go on the quest to know yourself. And then, once you know yourself, then you can contribute something, right? Then you naturally then find the courage to have a desire to contribute because otherwise you're quite uncertain like how many people have things that they would like to contribute but they'll literally think of the first hurdle or the first obstacle or the first like negative comment they might receive about something that ventured out and, and went out of their comfort zone to do and right how many, how many people just stop at that first yeah. right well, what about right. the guy that goes to the to after the thousandth fucking hurdle has he's had to overcome and figure out, right? Then all of a sudden you got a thing going, and I'm specifically thinking of 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 SQTV, right? Like he was running, he had his own little like not podcast, but like little video uh, video show every week, you know, two three minutes. Yeah. Like this is what's up. This is Winterlude. This SQTV is Jujitsu. Uh, just so everyone knows, my son Sadiq's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, go check him out on SQTV on YouTube. And he's actually um, going towards uh, instructional videos now of jiu-jitsu. So That's he's, amazing, he's man. Jiu -jitsu. And yeah, and the kids actually still do jiu-jitsu one hour a day at the house. Yeah, so right on. Deco, they're already rolling and getting that sweat in, right? So not not to lose uh, you know the edge, uh, yeah. so to speak. But yeah, you're right. You have to get to know to, 
the whole point and the, my whole approach to raising these kids is to kind of let them know how to find themselves at an earlier age and get that confidence at an earlier age and be able to contribute at an earlier age. And I think that's how we help humanity. That's how humanity should be, right? We don't want to be... We can't be parasites. Right, I can tell you something. As a parent, it's sometimes easy just to say, shut the hell up, sit down, don't talk. You know, just be like that. Sometimes it might be easier. But for the long run, that's horrible. Absolutely. You're decapitating their will, (laughs) right? You're decapitating their their negotiation skills. And then you're giving a ultimately a bad product to society instead of giving them an actual good product and putting in the work. I'm not going to say uh, 24-7 it's all the time, but as much as you can because we're all human at the end of the day and sometimes, yes, I do get fed up with my kids. But yeah. oftentimes, i rather they progress towards something else, something better for them, right? So, because I'm looking at it, I'm doing the work that I don't want the cops to be doing with my kids later. You know what I mean? I don't want... Uh, society to be dealing with them. I don't. I don't need society to be disciplining them when I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to be disciplining them, and I'm going to be giving society. Uh, I don't. I don't want to call them products, but essentially a good product that's going to be self-sustaining and actually contributing to society. That's how humanity moves forward as a whole, well, not by giving. Yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think you were. You know, I, I know a little bit about your background, obviously, because we're good buddies, and 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 I know you were raised that way. And, and it's um, what I mean is in a way that that expands the thinking, that allows the exploration of ideas. And, and I totally understand how you know one parenting method is authoritarian, and the other one is authoritative. So what you're referring to is authoritarian, where it's you're going to provide the guidance, you're going to be present, but you're not going to bark at them. You're not going to tell them, this is what it is. This is what you got to do. This is how you got to think. That's authoritarian. It's a lot more like old school. Like, hold up, you're cutting out again. I wonder why it does that, man. I wonder why it does that. I think there's a lag on the internet, either mine or yours. I don't know whose. You have to understand everybody's on it. (laughs) Everybody's on the fucking internet. (laughs) You have to understand. You're right. We do have to understand. You were talking about authoritarian versus authoritative, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, um, you know, you're making me think of of authoritarian versus authoritative parents where, you know, when if you're authoritative, it means you're there, you provide a, a guiding presence as a parent and you encourage development of thought, of ideas, and you allow them to explore and develop themselves, which is exactly what you were talking about. Um, the other not so effective style is authoritative uh, or sorry, authoritarian, where you're you're dictating okay, orders, it. you're you know you're barking at them. You shouldn't do that. You should do it this way. You should think this way. You should like old school Eastern European type of thinking, and other places in the world, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's across the board. Um, but I was fortunate enough to be uh, raised in a household where nothing was taboo, and you were encouraged to follow. You were instilled with the courage to follow your curiosity. If that makes sense. That's it. Right? You were instilled with that to a certain extent. Now, I did get some whoop asses. I'm not going to lie. I mean, of course. But at the same time, it, conversation was always encouraged. And I think I took that on and kind of instilled it in my kids. Because as long as you're talking, you're not, you know, <laughs> you're not throwing punches. Right? As long as you're talking. So knowing how to express yourself is actually, I feel, a good way to be uh, calm. 
eloquence actually calms you and eloquence comes with education so the more the more you know the more you will able to express and the more you're able to express with words the less you're going to have to rely on you know physical violence or anything like that absolutely I mean, it's not yeah it's not a coincidence that most of the people where you see a lot of violence are less uh education is lagging yeah places where education is lagging right so anyways at least that's my approach and that's how i kind of see it so having these kids like when i give give them to society i want them to be contributing people i want i don't want them to be a freaking burden yeah you know what i mean i don't want them to be a burden so that's how i kind of look at it that's how i kind of approach to it i just hope that people kind of realize that finding or knowing yourself is a it's a lifelong quest right it's a lifelong quest and it's, it's, it's a quest that's going to take you through many things that are hard and many things that are you know pleasant and many things that are unpleasant if you have the courage to go through it all, though, you emerge like uh, what's his name? Uh, I like doing movie, uh, <laughs> a movie. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, comparisons, but you know, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes, yes, is one of my favorite movies. Oh, absolutely. When uh, uh, when uh, he he emerges out, he goes through like five hundred yards of shit, basically, and he emerges out on the other side and gets free from prison. Yeah, and it's raining on, right? Yeah. Yeah, Andy Dufresne when he yeah, yeah. no, I know exactly the scene. Hundred yards of shit to be free. Yeah, that's really that's really a metaphor for life. To be honest with you, yeah, you want to get free if you want to get free. It's the thousand hurdles thing. Just keep going. But not everybody's interested in it, though. Absolutely, absolutely. But if you are interested in it, it makes you better, and it it doesn't just make you better; it makes you better to other people. And then it makes your interactions with other people better. And then that actually becomes a self-sustaining feedback loop. It's like, hey, I feel better about my body, about my mind, about my life, about how I spend my time. And so you just naturally start to engage with people with a different uh, outlook on life and different words and different topics and different perspective and usually more positive ones, right? And so that's how it's, it's not just about self-developing oneself, but it's about becoming better for other people too. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be with different people that have, and what I said was, you're talking about energy. You're going to start being with people with different energy. We're all just energy, man. And that's, that's what you're going to be vibing with. You're going to be vibing with different people that have the same energy output as you do. Yeah. Right. So sometimes I don't, um, this, I, I don't have the patience sometimes to wait for someone to kind of get their shit in order in order for me to have a conversation with them, right? Um, and I'm not talking about, anyway, everybody can go through BS, but I'm not talking about the people that are working to get out of it. I'm talking about people that are actively working not to get out of it. Well, you got two kids to educate, man. You don't got to educate all your friends too. Anybody <laughs> got time for that? Anybody got time for that? But no, my friends, I would definitely would. But I'm at a, I'm at an age where I choose my friends wisely, and I know how to choose those energies, right? And of course, I understand that anybody and anyone can be down at one time or another in their, in their life. You know, I'll be there. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be there. But what I'm talking about is people that are constantly, right, constantly not engaging with their themselves. 
thinking that the answer is going to be coming from everywhere else yeah. but them. So I, I, I'll tell you once, twice, and three times, but after that, I'm going to keep it moving because I got a life to live. And, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't like you said, I can't be raising uh, grown-ass people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at least I, I understood that to a certain extent because uh, I'm the person that usually, you know, my friends would kind of naturally come to me and talk to me about things. Mm-hmm. And... I'm there for them, uh, for the, you know, when I can. But at, after a certain time, you kind of like, no, you know what? At this point in time, we've we've done to you've self sabotaged enough for me to see that you find some comfort in this. Yeah, and so it doesn't really help what I say. It doesn't matter what I say or or do. They you just want to. Wanna, they just want to be heard, man. They just want to be yeah. heard. Like, I'll be yeah. the first to say, listen, if you need to talk to a therapist, talk to a therapist, not to your friends. Because guess what? Eventually, they're going to be tired of being treated like they are your therapist. Like, we yeah. all need, you know, to, like, talk about what's real and what's truly affecting us at, like, deep personal levels in our lives. And, and we have ups and downs like everyone else. But, you know, it's eventually, you got to realize, if you don't fix your own shit internally, it's going to affect how you see everything outside of you. And you're going to start casting a lot of blames in a whole bunch of directions. And you're going to see things from a skewed way just because you haven't internalized your your fucking... You need to be like, uh, you know, you need to be calibrated. You need to be calibrated within <laughs> yeah, so that good, that's a good what you see externally you yeah. comes back straight at you. As opposed yeah. to, wow, this curved sideways. I that's never it. saw it coming. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's like, uh, it's basically saying essentially saying look you have to take yourself in, you know you, you have to be able to take yourself into your own hands you, you're gonna have to do it yourself remember how we were having that conversation about choice mm-hmm. it's a cho- at, the, at the basis of all of it it's a choice you, you're gonna have to make the choice so if you're able to or not able to, you're gonna have to make that choice and say you know what yes i'm going to get better yeah and it's a choice no one can make it for you and i think most 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 of the time, people look for someone to make that decision for them. And there's nobody that's going to make that decision for you. It's, some, it's a decision that you have to make for yourself. And you have to say, no, you know what? I have to decide now, you know, going back to that dirty apartment with, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? What's the, what's the actual name? Cooper, something Cooper. Anyways, Bradley uh, Cooper? Limitless. Oh, Limitless. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. In that dirty apartment with, uh, you know, uh, beer cans and uh, empty uh, pizza boxes. Yep. Yeah, so basically we have to be looking at ourselves like Bradley Cooper in that dirty apartment after he takes the limitless uh, the NZT pill says, you know what, I'm going to clean up and he just cleans up just starts cleaning and who is it like i think it's jordan peterson that says clean up your room you don't if you're going to change the world clean up your goddamn room start with that yeah let's start with that start by making right? your bed start making by yeah start by making your bed do something that's just for you um and then a lot of good things are going to come out of that yeah a lot of good things are going to come out of that yeah it's all choice, man. It really is all choice. You also really remind me um, of Jordan Peterson too, but of uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, which which is a deeper book than the title would suggest, um, especially once you, you just kind of get into it a little bit. But I, I actually read it three times because I find it ever so useful every time. And it, it reminds me pretty much of the concept you're mentioning that 
We have the choice. We can continue focusing on what displeases us, or we can focus our spare time and energy towards things that are productive, that allows us to grow, that allows us to develop, that allows us to be better within so we can be better towards others. And then that just, it makes all of life better, man. It's just, it's a, just get out of your shit. If you realize you have the ability to be like, I'm in a lot of shit right now. My head's in a lot of shit. I'm going to decide to get out of it. I'm going to start by making my bed. And I'll start by picking up some weights. And I'll start by going for a bike ride. And then three months later, it's like, oh, my God, what I've started is I now feel way, way, way better. Physically, mentally, everything. And then... And those two are connected. Those two are connected. The physical and the mental, the spirit, everything is all connected. People think that... Oh, I'm not gonna do this because I don't feel good. Well, you're not gonna feel good if you don't do this, <laughs> right? It's it, it, it's all intertwined, right? It's all intertwined. But uh, yeah, man, yeah. it's uh, it's a crazy. And I think if there's ever been a time, right, to reflect on this, it's now. Yeah, <laughs> you you're literally quarantined. <laughs> it's now. Now's the time to yeah, engage to your coping resources. Develop, like, pick up a book. Get a do a master class online. Master class is the greatest thing that I just found oh. out about recently. Yeah, that's great. You know, there's a lot of universities that are now putting uh, a lot of their courses online for free, and wow. so people can take advantage of that. Yeah. Wow. So, and I'm talking about Ivy League school, like good schools are putting their courses online for free. A lot of people are putting their stuff online for free so that people can read. People yeah. Can, um, you know what I mean? Do things and actually. Because this, this this tool that we have right now is it, a very powerful tool. Yeah. It's a very powerful tool. So maybe now people are learning to use it and utilize it to become better. At the end of the day, I think you just got to engage with yourself. You got to be able to engage with yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you, we've, we've done enough of like kind of looking, like side-eyeing ourselves in the corner, right? Yeah, absolutely. I had a, yeah, I had a friend of mine who uh, recently uh, uh, you know, was telling me about how he saw uh he was he, he went for an ayahuasca trip right and he saw his his, his former self or his 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 baby self or a, when he was a child he saw him he saw himself as a child mm-hmm. and so he he kind of coddled that child and he when he was telling me the story you know teared up man because it was real it was really profound for him and and for me too just kind of listening to that so what i'm saying is we got to kind of like step out of what was fed to us, spoon-fed to us, and kind of see what's out there and who we really are and to truly, truly engage with ourselves. Like the ancients, um, like the Egyptians, the, the, one of the uh, lines that I always say to my kids is to know thyself. Know thyself. Yeah. Know who you are. That's the only way you're going to be of any use to anyone. It's the ultimate wisdom. If you're, exactly. That's, that is the ultimate wisdom, to know oneself. The universe without is nothing compared to the universe within. And so once you go in and you actually know your, who you are and explore that, with courage, I mean, there's <laughs> a dark space is there, you know, with courage, then and only then would you emerge on the other side of that mm-hmm. 500 yards worth of shit. And you're going to be like Andy Dufresne. You know, I think knowing ourselves, it requires a level of introspection that is not everyone has the appetite for. But um, Can you learn that interest? You said that 
only this is something that can be achieved only if you have a certain level of introspection yeah i mean <laughs> not everyone has the thirst the desire to pursue self-reflection and introspection the way perhaps um you know other people in other circumstances have more time for i'm one of those yeah. people i recognize that so I, I you know i try not to preach too too much but um Interesting that we're talking about the movie Limitless because let's face it, there's some tools out in nature. We're also talking about nature that help with introspection. Marijuana is one of those things, gets you in touch with your subconscious a little bit. But there's other things like psilocybin, which is essentially magic mushrooms, which is a whole different level of introspection. And it's sure it's illegal, and, and all the war on drugs from the 60s has made everyone think that this thing is the devil's devil's herb itself it's fucking not it's actually kind of the opposite of that and it allows you to get so connected to nature and so connection to yourself and if you get to the point where you understand that you yourself is a body is a is a soul but is also a, a the self is is a social construct that interacts with the external world outside of you mm. and once you can separate yourself and you can see that and you can realize that that's just that's not something you have to worry about you don't have to worry about what people think about yourself that's just who you are when you interact with the world um yep. lots of these things is shit psychedelics makes you think about but you know man. what though you know what though uh alex we can do a whole conversation on just that we can do a whole conversation on just that i think we should think that blows my yeah, and I think we will. I think we, we should do it, definitely, because it's something that, something that always blew my mind was how can a government body um, tell me I can't use something that comes out of the ground? Amen. Literally, nature has given this to me. Amen. Amen. And how can, how can a government body then come and say, no, you, you, it's not for you? Mm -hmm. it's, it, 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 just, just by that optics alone, it, it's, it weirds me out. It weirds me out. Well, I mean, all the latest rage is now, now they're actually, funny enough, they're looking at magic mushrooms, they're looking at MDMA or ecstasy, and they're looking at LSD, and they're doing FDA-approved clinical trials in order to advance the science on this stuff, because they're realizing what, you know, I think a few of us already realized, this whole getting interconnected with nature and with yourself internally this is mm -hmm. the magical cure to fucking depression and anxiety and and feeling down on your luck and and feeling like you've fallen a victim of your circumstances and i'll be the first to admit that hey it fucking helped me transform my life not just my life but my thinking about my life and myself and yeah and it's it's time for society to evolve and to wake up and and i mean look at the look at the drama going on today with this coronavirus thing right and yet here's things you can do naturally to feel a heck of a lot better it's just like a little natural boost you know it, it like you say it grows in the ground man <laughs> these mushrooms yeah, grow in the ground true. it comes out of the ground literally comes out of the ground like so it's, it's weird it's weird that people are able to but but that's what conditioning does too right because if you've been conditioned to say and i don't know if you ever seen uh what was it called uh, uh reefer madness i think that's the mm -hmm. movie oh movie it's just like whoa pretty goddamn racist movie too but i mean <laughs> oh the, the crazy jazz players are gonna come get you right yeah. they, they're smoking that reefer madness once you see that and you indoctrinate someone's mind with that it, it's to be expected that they're gonna look at it 
I mean, yeah. uh, for example, marijuana today in Canada is legal. It's as legal as cigarettes and, uh, you know, any other alcohol substance. or an alcohol, which is much more dangerous. But Absolutely. still, the stigma is there. But there's still a stigma attached to it. Why is that? Because people have been conditioned. People That's have it. been conditioned That's to think it. a certain way. And not enough people have taken the time to not think that certain way. Or at least understand that they've been conditioned. I understand I was conditioned. That the only way you get out of conditioned mind state is to understand that you've been conditioned. And once you understand that, you everything is out in the you know in the open at that point. And you'll be like, okay, well, you know what? I've been conditioned a certain way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time I look at it a different way. But like you said, not everybody's going to have the courage to follow their curiosity. Mm-hmm. So, and, but those things can help. <laughs> that's the cool part. Yeah, so you're right. They can. It's all good, bro. Um, man, the other thing I want to say about this coronavirus thing is, is um, it's, I find it interesting that there's a very different response in the Netherlands right now with how they're, they're treating this. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm actually, um, unfortunately, you can't see it on your end because of the, the way the video setup is. But I'm looking at, at an article that I'll share with you after. So it's, it's literally the Netherlands is okay with citizens being exposed to the coronavirus. And then if you scroll down a little bit, Prime Minister Mark Ruti has essentially argued that social distancing will only prolong the disastrous effects of the virus. He believes supposedly that based on the knowledge of medical professionals, that the Dutch population should be somewhat exposed to the virus so that immunity can be formed and society can return to a sense of normalcy as quickly as possible. Uh, you know those Dutch men, they've been doing things differently for a minute now. I feel like I just took a shower that's so refreshing. Like that just sounds <laughs> does that not sound like common sense? It's gonna yeah, get sixty percent of seven point five billion of us, right? So four billion of us are going to get this. Somewhere between zero point eight to five percent of that sixty percent that gets it will perish from it. And that's really unfortunately sad. But at the end of the day, we're still going to get it and we're going to survive it and our immune system will adapt and we'll build an immunity and life fucking goes on like our homie Pac. (laughs) As a hologram, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, the Dutch have been doing things differently. I mean, one of the things I like about Europe and different European countries is that they kind of don't, they're not afraid of taking outside the box. Um, like Portugal, that decriminalized all drugs, all of the drugs. They stopped seeing that you know person that's a crackhead as a criminal and started seeing them as a patient, someone that's sick, right? Which makes more sense because, yeah, you're you're not killing because you're a killer. You're killing to feed a habit. You're or you're stealing to feed a habit, right? And that habit is what's making you do these things. You know what I mean? So that's. They see things differently and they do things differently. But like I said, I think this whole quarantine thing is really to curb uh, or to flatten the curve for uh, the medical professionals. That's Not it. so much because uh, we're all going to get it for sure. That's it. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, maybe they put their efforts in setting up, say, uh, you know, some hospitals to treat these uh, the influx of people getting the coronavirus and yeah. let everyone get it as opposed to. So are you saying that they're not quarantined in Netherlands? Yeah, they're saying like they're just go out because it's it's well even here they're afraid that there's going to be another wave once the lockdowns are removed, right? So well, there will be. So so essentially, if we manage from six months out, 
we realize we're still all 60% of us are still going to get it. So yeah. do we want to wait? Like, are we just like, ah, let's not get it now. Like, but I get it. And, and I'm not saying let's go out there and let's be unsafe and let's, let's uh, be dangerous towards uh, and not respectful towards our, our elders and, and those with compromised immune systems. That's not what I'm saying right. at all. It's just, I'm not convinced that the social distancing is the answer to solve this. That's just kind of where I'm at. Oh, here we go, buddy. I had to join with me? audio. Yeah. You hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And now you're moving like a human being. Okay, good, man. <laughs> so <laughs> all I was saying is, uh, is, you know, I'm not saying that we should go out and, and just be unsafe and and not prevent the spread of this disease. And you know what I mean? We should do be following our, our guidelines so that we can give the healthcare system, like you say, it's its chance at going through this as effectively as possible. Um, I'm just not sure if you're just you're just you're just saying let's have a level headed approach about it. Not yeah, not lose our, other people in the world are doing different things is, is all I'm saying. And that's fine. And that's fine. At the end of the day, man, like, uh, we all have limited time. <laughs> I don't mean to sound very morbid or anything, but it's all a passage. It's all a passage. We're passing through that. That's it. It's a phase. Uh, it's, exactly. I mean, one of my favorite uh, books is, um, which is the Paolo Coelho. He wrote uh, The Alchemist. Uh, yes. And... Uh, and I think I've, I've mentioned this to you. You before. have, you have, yeah. I, I've read it several times, and it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, Le Petit Prince, the Saint Exupéry. Right. I've read that when I was like in fifth grade. Right. And I yeah. read that when I was in high school, and I read that when I was, you know, uh, in university. And it has a different. It hits differently each time. Yeah. Each phase of your life, it hits different, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like understanding that everything is changing including how you perceive things there's things that you were so into when you were a kid and now you're like seems boring right now absolutely absolutely and so we're ever evolving and we got to be okay with that and not be so rough and judgy with our past self and be the best version of us we can be for our future self so that in the future when we look back we can at least say yep i did what i could do Yo, I agree, brother. I agree, man. And you, and you've yeah. you started to kind of do do your thing too, right? Like you started to build New Nomad Comedy Club. How's yeah, that going? Because like, uh, uh, this well, is affecting uh, things like, a bit. You saw what I put, right? Coronavirus got me out of business, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, I can't really um, organize these. Um, I can't organize these events because uh, they were, you know, obviously. Well, you've been. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that show. You just can't do that anymore, right? So I missed my uh, March, like beginning of March. I was, I was supposed to throw one. That didn't happen because of yeah. the whole thing. And now I honestly don't know when it's going to happen. But honestly, um, just to kind of loop it back to comedy, um, I I love comedy. I think comedy is, is, is amazing uh, in, in the sense that I'm... East African. I was born in Djibouti, right? A beautiful little country in the Horn of Africa. That's where I was born, right? Now, I grew up in Montreal and uh, Ottawa. uh, So I have my Canadian uh, side as well that Mm -hmm. I do not deny. In order to kind of reconcile the two things and two uh, perspectives or the two cultures, if you will, 
I had no choice but to laugh at it, bro. <laughs> I if I was okay. So, so about the, about okay. does Djibouti? You started with you were born. Okay, so I was born in uh, Djibouti, right in, uh, in East Africa, and um and I grew up in Montreal and Ottawa. Uh, so very very Canadian life as well. I came here when I was nine years old, bro. So uh, you know it, it kind of shaped you. So. I had no choice but and to reconcile the cultures, the ways of doing things and all that. I had to laugh about it, bro. I, I had to, I had no choice but to laugh about it. I couldn't take it too, too seriously, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's where comedy came in. And uh, comedy is a great outlet for that. And yeah. uh, ever since I started doing stand-up comedy, bro, it's a, it feels like I should have been doing that the whole time, honestly. Because it's, it's nice. Because you get to get your thoughts off. It's not necessarily just to make people laugh. Um, one of my great, great, one of the, my favorite, uh, uh, one of the best that ever done it. Who was that? Uh, Sorry, cut out. Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we watched his uh, Elephant in the Room, his special at your place one. Well, you uh, checking he, out the back of your eyelids. I was watching it. <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so one of the things he said is like, when you listening to when you do comedy, you shouldn't expect everybody to laugh. You should have 50% people laughing, the other 50% scared as hell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that and makes so sense. And present, yeah, that makes sense, right? And I think that's how, thing, how growth happens. So ever since the first time I got on stage, bro, it's like a drug. Yeah. It's kind of, it's something you want to do over and over again. And I've been writing comedy for a while. I have uh, at least an hour's worth of uh, material. I'm not saying it's all polished, but it's, it, it gets me going. It gets me out of that, you know, it, it helps me express my thoughts in a very informal way, if that makes sense, right? Just, yeah. Well, it's true freedom of expression. Comedy, yeah. Right. The comedy opens up when you're laughing with someone, you're sharing a lot more than when you're having, you know, when you're mad or when you're, same thing as eating, right? So when you're having a, a joyful gathering, you're sharing a lot more and you're learning a lot more as well. So, uh, my events, essentially, my plan was to kind of do my events once a month and have local comics uh, from around Ottawa and Montreal to come and uh, do uh, their set. And uh, great success, honestly, and I feel like people were actually wanting this. People mm -hmm. were looking for something like this because each one of my events, and honestly, and they were, it was bad weather. <laughs> I think each time that I did it was bad weather, still yeah. the venue was packed. And people came out yeah. and supported, and, and it's just to have a good laugh and a, you know a couple of drinks with people, and and so unfortunately you have to put pause on all that you know, you know given the current situation. But I intend on getting back into it as soon as this whole thing you know uh, moves uh, moves it along. Yeah, and, uh, have, have you have you thought at all about you know kind of doing what this is right now, but in a comedy context right because i have i have yeah because that yeah. that could be a way that you you could you know maybe um because because uh new nomad comedy club is, is there's comedians that come on stage right and it's a show and it's fun and it's great um right. but for your comedy for your expression maybe you could you know literally just start doing some video things like because what else are you gonna do yeah. man i don't yeah. know just a thought absolutely no no i have i have thought about it and uh because I and I was just thinking of the format, how it would be, because I have all you know everything written down. It's just not if I'm here saying so this and this happened. It's just not. So I'm thinking of a context in which to do it. So now I, I write a lot of um, interactions because I think interactions is 
um, is a better way to convey a message. So like crowd work a bit? With, uh, not just crowd, crowd work, but like when you create a conversation. Right. So one of the techniques is to create like a, um, a persona, right? Just creating right. Like a uh, person that you're speaking to. Yeah. But it's you, really, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a great idea. And what I was saying is that I was thinking of having actually a character conversation with myself. Me being one character, me being another character. That, that type of thing. So maybe that would be a good way of getting my comedy out. But honestly, I, I have not moved towards doing any of that, to be very, very honest with you. But uh, it would have to come to this if, 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 it, if this persists. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't but blame honestly, you. I really like, yeah, I really, really love, as you know me, I'm a, I'm a social uh, being and I love the gatherings that, yeah. that, 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 that I create. And when people come out to the venue and have a blast, I, I and I know people from all walks of life, bro. And they're having them all interact. Yeah. I, I think I, I think that's as important, if not more important, than anything else. Just having my the, the people that I know all interacting with each other. Yeah. Understanding that they're all just humans, right? Yeah. That that to me is what appeals to me the most. So being on stage and having that that crowd yeah. reaction. Is, 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 is most important so but yeah but i mean i pursue i mean i'm not pursuing this um full time right because i still have uh my nine to five and i have other projects as well on the go but of course this of course. is a very 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 um uh big pleasure i take great pleasure in this it's a it's a craft of love i yeah. love it i love doing it i love uh, being in that moment, I love the little nervousness that I get every time I get on stage. All of it, all of it is amazing, and it's something that I intend on doing uh, for a while, bro. Yeah. Because a lot of my ideas and a lot of things that I say sometimes maybe just belong on the stage. And not, you know, what I mean? you can you can yeah. get away with shit on stage, bro. You know that. You yeah. Talk about this. Absolutely. You can get away with shit on yeah. stage that you can't in writing because writing has no emotions. Like you can actually get more yeah. away with more on video because you're you're yeah. you're uh, projecting a personality with the words that you're saying as opposed to just writing them and then there's like no uh, body yeah. language feedback when the person's interpreting it it's all up to them to interpret it so totally Absolutely. man the, the the connectivity thing is i think that's 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 our biggest challenge right now is is figuring out how to remain to connect uh remain connected to one another during Absolutely. this but you've been thing. to uh you, you've been to uh one of my you know some of my events so of course you tell me man like i mean you saw how the, the vibe was so creating that type of vibe is what i you know really yeah really, really enjoy that's creating what you that thrive on yeah well it's a yeah, good vibe it's a fun vibe. vibe yeah you know and it's a, it's it's a, and it's a classic and it's all yeah. walks of life and it's all different thoughts and you know different yeah. people so, you know, just sharing a comment, sharing a laugh and sharing food to me are the same, man. Just, yeah. we all need sustenance in the same way we need humor in our lives, man. Well, it's the old communal thing from the back country, right? Like, what would you do? You just Absolutely. sit around Absolutely. and and shoot the shit and philosophize about life and share some food and share some stories and some laughs. And it's, yeah, stand-up comedy is almost like recreating that in like a bar-type setting. Absolutely. But one of my favorite things that I, I'm not sure who said it, it was, um, it said, um, it goes, uh, life is a tragedy for those who feel and life is a comedy for those who think. Oh, I love right? it, man. I love it. <laughs> so what I think yeah. about it, I'm like, yeah, 
it's it's hilarious sometimes when I see things, right? I'm like, yeah, this is a cosmic joke. Yeah. Someone's having some fun somewhere, right? But yeah, so uh, anyways, I intend on uh, carrying on with this. But beyond that, though, I do have also um, a, the new Nomad uh, brand. It's right. not just a comedy. Comedy is just one aspect of it. But it's really community building, though. And um, I do have it on, on LinkedIn as well as uh, one of the things that I'm trying to develop right now, which is uh, new Nomad community. So you yourself will be a part of this because you're, you know, a close friend of mine and you, I see you as a new nomad, right? The whole philosophy of a new nomad is a new way of being, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're new humans. Mm-hmm. Humans have never really interacted the way we're interacting right now ever before in human history. Yeah. You know what I mean? We are new nomads and we have to deal with these things. We, we really are, man. Right. You're not living a Djiboutian's life right now, and I'm not living a Romanian's life, despite having been born there and having been raised in a different yeah. culture and different mindset and thinking. Here we are, like, our life as adults, like, is here in Canada. And boy, like, I'm grateful for that. I think we're lucky. But you're right, there's a bit of a dissonance sometimes. Exactly. And so we're new nomads. Now, the, the double entendre is the fact, obviously, I'm Somali and um, Somalis were nomads, right? I still have family that are nomads. So when I say new nomad, it's not, you know, it's, it's also to say that I come from somewhere as well. But yeah. that's really to uh, point out that we are new human beings. Yeah. So that's the brand. So community builders like yourself, I love what you're doing. Um, the, the podcasting, the, 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 the mind, body, and soul, the development of self, all of that. And we've had these conversations tons of times before we recorded right absolutely conversation tons of times so we are on that path and there's a lot of a lot of my friends that are doing a lot of cool stuff and a lot of cool shit and locally yeah right? so i want to big them up and i want to i want to be able to kind of uh we just to have that seem you know the, that synergy with each other and to to basically propel uh our whole all of our brands forward Yo, uh, absolutely, bro. That's the whole point. I really yeah, like that you see point. it as a local thing because I kind of do too, right? Like we got our yeah. own our, our own little crew here going on, and and you know we've got our 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 circles of friends that extend beyond, but they interconnect yeah. often, right? Through absolutely. gatherings, through house parties, through comedy events, and yeah. um and I almost feel feel it too. It's like there's like a local thing that we can get going here. And absolutely. absolutely synergizing our, yeah. our fucking creative outputs towards um, building building them up to to be greater things, you know, months and years down the road. Yeah, yeah. and to be very honest with you, bro, one of my uh, one of the reasons uh, that I'm doing that is because it ta- I know it takes a village to raise kids, and so when my kids see you, for example, or when my kids see um, you know my other friends that are doing all kinds of great things. They see different versions of humanity and they see, oh, this is another way. Oh, this is yet another way. Oh, this is yet another. And so they're absorbing all of this and they can, they'll know that there isn't just one way. They'll understand that it's okay to find you, mm-hmm. find yourself, find your voice. And that's, so that's it. One of, yeah. So when I say new nomad, I have them in mind, bro. And so basically, this, this logo essentially, which was designed by a, a very good friend of mine. And, um, you know, she's an artist as well. It's something that I also going to turn into the, the, the family crest. Also, I'm going to have, you know, my, my, my last name as well. Now, is that not the Magag tree, which is an African tree? Uh, that you well, told me about? It, is, it is a tree. Okay. It is a tree. Um, my intention is for it to be the Magag tree, yes. Okay. 
in your in your in your actually yeah. doesn't look exactly like this right but it is it is representative yeah. well i like the rootiness of it man yeah man that yeah. Is, it's as deep down as it is high up so <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? so essentially that's the family crest right and um Migak is a tree in east africa that's right? it that's it so all of that to say honestly i'm trying to kind of get my voice heard the same way you are and as long as we are listening to each other and working towards that that synergy that we talked about only good things can come out like yeah. i mean if our intentions are clean and our uh our efforts are are, are sincere and honest yes only good things can come out of that i don't think anything bad can come out of that and it's it's a labor of love right that's beautifully so that's said Beautifully yeah, man. said, man. So how do people uh, reach out to New Nomad, um, Facebook, Insta? Facebook, uh, uh, New Nomad okay. uh, is actually, uh, I have my page on New Nomad on Facebook, but uh, I have Con Megag is uh, the regular Facebook. Otherwise, Instagram, New Nomad one, um, uh, Twitter, uh, New Nomad as well. I'm not on Twitter that much. Okay. So, but... <laughs> And or uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the regular socials, and uh, yeah, man, just okay. get at me. And uh, if if you have, if you're an artist, if you're if you're doing any type of cool stuff, and you know, we, we can have a conversation, you know, find ways to uh, work with each other. Sometimes what I find is that people um, kind of look for one specific thing, but I find that just having conversations with anyone that's creative or anyone that's creating right doesn't even have to be uh this multimedia or anything like that but just creating from yeah. artists to singers to poets just vibing the vi vibration and the energies that you give each other something great can come out can come out of it yeah absolutely so, you inspire each other absolutely yeah yeah i love it man i'll i'll put um i'll put a link to all your um all your facebook the twitter handle the instagram handles and all that stuff in the description below so people can check out so new nomad comedy club but not just also <laughs> also also a legacy in the making is what i'm saying <laughs> that's the whole point right that's the whole point that's the whole point buddy man yeah. thanks for doing this in these challenging times i hope um the editing process is going to make everything smooth because we had over a dozen hiccups with this internet connection i don't know what's going on the youtube or the yeah, netflix are everybody's on the internet right now throttling down the bandwidth man we're getting shut down we're getting <laughs> shut down <laughs> all right buddy Thanks again, uh, man. Let's do many of these. Again, and thanks for having me and uh, keep doing this, bro. We, it's very much needed. And I think uh, you're, you're filling in something that everybody was looking for. So thanks for doing this. I, thanks for thanks saying for that, man. Me. I appreciate that. One love. All right, brother. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for checking out One Hour In podcast number 12. I hope you're all well and safe and isolated and quarantined and all that good stuff. Um, also, be sure to check this thing out on YouTube, One Hour In Podcast, YouTube channel. Um, the visuals are kind of what this thing is about. And I also put some end scenes to kind of lighten the mood and so that we're not all like so serious and all caught up in problems all the time. So again, uh, really appreciate your viewership and I hope you're well and I'll see you on the next one.